Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. So Chastity, what is the name of this recording? Emily, we're not in Kansas anymore. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> it's the kind of a playoff of the last episode uh, name title as well. Now I didn't even think about that. Oh. Remember we did, uh, what was it? Something Claire's on my. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but it's relevant because if you think, so we're going to be talking about spirits today. So instead of just talking about spirits and giving you guys lists that you could probably go find in many places, we kind of wanted to start at the beginning in honor of our origins season. So we kind of want to set the stage and talk about not only the spirits and, you know, their existence here and how they interact with us, but maybe theories on where they are and how they interact with us based on physics, metaphysics, and get into basically dimensions and vortexes and portals and the differences between those before we kind of dive into spirits. Because understanding these basic principles, even in just regular physics, that doesn't even really honor spirits or entities and stuff of the such. They, well, I guess you could in uh, theory, physics theory, because there are different types of theory, um, theory physics and stuff of the such. So anyways, it's been a big subject. It kind of opened my eyes to some things, had some craziness happen. I set up these things to kind of research, to kind of become more aware of them. But before I did that, uh, Friday, I did a couple readings, well, three technically, and three different types of readings. I did a reading with an actual object in a picture and was able to pick up information on that. And then the last reading I did was of a location, blind location reading. But in between that, it was Emily's birthday. Yay. And um, (laughs) basically, she started feeling kind of bad. So I was already in the zone. So I decided to try to use the healing properties that I have when I'm in the physical to try to to translate those over to spiritual. If I can uh, do crystal healings with my hands and energetic healings with my hands, why can't I try to do that, you know, in the spiritual sense or in the realm sense? So I did a realm jump, was I guess that's what you could call it. Uh, Not quite sure anymore because my mind went, (laughs) exploded. But, and I got on like a deep, um, deep journey of information and i think it's actually started something which is i don't know maybe i'm going crazy but anyways i jumped to emily and i have a specific way i do that i won't share that here but uh basically i jumped to emily and i had the ability to cause actions but i did not have the ability to control what happened so like with cause and effect um which is kind of interesting. So I just kind of walked up to her astral realm form, which was, it was just her. I just saw her as her. I didn't see anything crazy or anything. And I squeezed her shoulders. I'm like, girl, you need a massage. That was the first thing I thought of while I was (laughs) in this. 
And then I took my finger and run it up her spine to check her chakras. And when I got uh, done running my finger up her spine, it was like I come around and saw the front of her astral body, which it was opened up because she was having stomach issues. And I didn't uh, want her to feel bad. I was like, well, I might as well give it a shot. So I walked around to the front of her astral body and there was like literally a crater so the um, outside of it was like a circle and it was in her solar plexus and it had the colors red, orange and yellow. And then the outside of the circle almost looked like if a, something was to crash into the earth and leave boulders behind. I know that sounds really weird. That's what it kind of looked like with these webby, um, webby flesh like things over it. Well, for whatever reason, instinctively from her back, I took my hand and pushed it on her back and then light just busted through it. And um, I said, I didn't tell her I was coming to pay her a visit. I just said I was just going to send her some loving and healing energy. So I let her know that I just paid her a visit. And she's like, well, it helped a little bit. Well, I'm like, well, shit, because this didn't take but a couple minutes. I'm like, I'm going to go back into this and see what else happens. So I do the same thing, um, except this time I push a little harder with my energy and the light comes out of like her eyes, her mouth. It's almost like she comes up and it like resets her energy. Now, I can't validate these things, right? I can only validate it through the way Emily feels. And that could be, you know, people could say power of suggestion, whatnot, whatever. Um, I can validate the two readings I did before because they're with people that know about the objects or the place, you know, I can get validation there. But these are the things that you can't get validation on unless the other person experiences them with you and you have to trust that person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you didn't tell me exactly what you did. So I didn't exactly know what you did mm -hmm. before I was like, hey, now I feel better. <laughs> yep, yep. And I did that for a reason. I did that for a reason to not like influence you on how things happen. I waited because mm -hmm. I wanted I was testing myself in a way. But I also when I thought about it, like that wasn't my intentions at first. But getting ready to do this type of research that I was trying to do for this podcast, I was like, well, let's see what happens. While I was there, I had my very first split conscious consciousness waking encounter with another entity the second time I went. So after I did this to Emily's astral form, because she was aware that I was coming then, I don't know how or why, but I did like a circle around her. And then I ended, like I stopped and instinctively looked over my shoulder, which is something that I don't normally do when I'm, you know, doing stuff like this. And it's very rare that I do stuff like this. And when I looked over my shoulder, I saw a big black dragon with scales like a serpent dragon with red eyes this is when I started uh Claire audibly I guess you could say hearing things and I automatically reached down to my side which is something I've never really done before that I can remember and pull out a sword it actually made like a a sword coming out of the sheath sound and I cut at it and jumped back put Emily in a bubble like a um golden bubble actually I had done some of that work as well with the golden like sparkling light to help her stop absorbing the energy around her too and put her in a bubble and literally tore a freaking seam in this realm that I was in and threw this thing down in the seam and shut it back up that's I can't validate this experience it's crazy right 
but things they're going to talk about is a little crazy in that sense too, but a lot of other people talk about them. So that's kind of how this journey started for me and <laughs> getting uh, the information for this uh, podcast because I didn't really have all this information to the degree that I do now, which is very elementary and minute in comparison to other people's studies and work that they do most of their life. So that kind of sets the stage for dealing with spirits and where they come from. Like where, where does that, how does that happen? Where does it come from? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we're at right now. And we want to bring you spirits. We want to talk about them, but we want to kind of talk about where they exist potentially or possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's strange because I never try to, I don't even really know how to explain it. Because like when I see entities and spirits and such, I don't think about much of like how they come or any of the background stuff. I just see them and I'm like, okay, they're either good or bad, and if they're bad, I want them out, and I don't really think about the, like, background, background stuff. Right, and I I have entertained that thought, but I really haven't entertained that thought on a principle as such as we're going to discuss, because, like I said, it's going to be dimensions and realms and things and kind of start from the beginning of what I've learned, but I hope that this, if you haven't already done this research, uh, the listeners, hope this kind of sparks some imagination or sparks your own study into how all this works because it is quite interesting Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start with the notes i got from channeling my spirit guides on what they define as spirits because if you go on google and whatnot and you look up definitions you know you're gonna have a bunch of different definitions and you're gonna start getting confused (laughs) Yeah. Which is what I did. So I was like, you know what? It's better just to go directly to the source and ask and see what they come up with. So this is what they came up with. And I actually, Chastity, stemmed off of part of what you said. So spirits are souls of sentient beings, dead or alive, that dwell on multiple planes of existence, such as this planet's waking world, the astral realm, ether, however you want to describe or call it, um, heaven, hell, etc. There are countless of realms. Um, they have existed since the dawn of time and can range from good, neutral, just existing to evil. There are so many that not all of them can be categorized and or labeled, but for those that have been labeled, These are just a few examples. So these are now examples of different like spirits. So they were saying like you have nature ones, elementals, not entirely. They're both they're not the same thing because you can have like the spirit of a tree or a plant. But then you have an elemental which can range in different beings. And then we have human both alive and deceased earthbound spirits those that have passed into the light higher selves past lives etc and then we have animals other creatures organisms gods deities purely energetic from residual energies um heavy emotions pk manifestations alien extraterrestrial 
and interdimensional, etc. So that is the definition of what they gave me. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense in comparison. But the last thing you said that piqued my interest based on the research I've done and the theory that I developed is the interdimensional part. So uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start with that. So inter, interdimensional basically means that they exist in another dimension. So if y'all have listened to this podcast, you're probably aware of the afterlife or life after death. And it's generally the greatest mystery, well, it's said at least. And it's, you know, the energetic transfer or release or the what I like to call a transcendence to another plane or dimension or realm. And it's fascinated humans for a whole lot longer than, you know, people really realize. Because a lot of times I've noticed that science tries to prove this or that and the other. And the belief or the experiences people have had have lasted a long, long time. You know, there are um, ancient artifacts and texts that have been located and deciphered and documented, and it speaks of the ghosts, the spirits, demons, angels, deities, gods, all that stuff, and just the ultimate source of creation. So, and it's known by many different names, many different uh, titles and concepts, you know, throughout the world, Uh, but they still exist in today, but it seems like today with science and the way that it's going, it's like it's almost we pressed a reset button and whatever was va- was valid or thought of collectively before the ultimate, you know, answer science come in. It's almost like a lot of that got wiped clean. Does that make sense? But yeah, does that make sense? Like what I'm have you noticed that how like the ultimate definition or the answer comes from scientists now like there's no and I get it because they can prove certain things because they have the ability to go from you know down to a atomic level when it comes to research and studying things but then you get into stuff like physics and stuff that and physics theory like I was speaking before and you know then you can just start kind of opening up the thought train and possibilities that's all done mathematically which lines up with like geometry and then you get into like the sacred geometry which existed before what we know as science or scientific evidence today so for me there's a big correlation you know the earliest known reference to the afterlife and to the soul's transcendence really dates back to ancient egypt and that is i believe one of the first um parts of like historically that we have that talks about this kind of stuff and it really just holds great merit and meaning regarding the experiences that I've had and the work that I continue to do or both of us really and it says to me that there is something more so by developing this opinion through the the first part of research that I was doing I was like okay something something has got to be going on here you know it's not just that we experience it we experience it from our existence which according to physics not metaphysics but physics is because we exist in the first second third and technically fourth dimension a lot of people um you know separate that fourth dimension but without time we would just be sitting still now when you speak to people saying talking about how we ascend to the different dimensions and this that and the other that is more metaphysic 
uh, thoughts and stuff. And that's developed, I guess, based on the principle of physics. You also, with the fourth dimension, um, it adds in Einstein's theory of relativity that we actually, space and time actually bend and move. So from getting to point A to point B, we don't have to make a straight line. It actually can curve. And if I'm not mistaken, science has proven that the theory of relativity does exist, at least for us in our dimension. Now, if you start talking about black holes and stuff like that, that kind of stuff kind of goes out the window when you're referring to physics and physics theory. So do know that there is a difference between the physics physics definition of dimensions, but it still is kind of crazy, really, honestly. And the metaphysical is what I'm referring to description of dimensions. So this sparked my interest in the whole dimensional thing. And then, you know, I got a little into the vortex thing. But anyways. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. I'm a walking vortex. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and since you said that, the difference between a portal and a vortex is a vortex is a place that maybe even it could be described as a thing, you know, that has always had the, an, a lot of an energy, a whole lot of energy, um, and it makes the weird things happen. So then you go, you know, like the Bermuda Triangle is an example of the vortex. And then a portal, a portal can be opened up, you know, through several things, um, just the earth itself and the way the energy lines work. A portal can be opened up and it can just build up, build up until it actually tears a fabric between space and time and allows things to come back and forth. So this is very relevant when we start talking a little bit more about dimensions, which I'm not going to hit on all of them today by any means, just general overview. But it come, it makes things relevant when you talk about portals because portals can open and close and they can be opened through traumatic events or, you know, people actually trying to open them with uh, different means, you know, and different information. But what makes Emily more like a vortex is Emily theoretically has always existed or has at least existed. And this has been like this since she was little. So going back to my experience with her and talking about the vortexes and stuff it's like what i saw in her solar plexus is and that's where you like absorb and release energy and since emily is clairsentient or what we refer to as clairsentient then her that's where this vortex in her spiritual body exists and it is actually uh, sucking in like a black hole it's almost like a black hole in a way it's it's kind of interesting, and I won't get too much further into that, but just a little bit of thought of how people absorb energy. So, I mean, you know, it wouldn't make her necessarily a portal, but a vortex. Now, here's the other interesting tie to this. And this might, this is obviously could be relevant to other people because there's more people like Emily. So if Emily is considered a vortex, then a vortex has the ability to open portals and this come from my metaphysical research therefore emily being a vortex with the energy that she's actually consuming whether she releases it or not however it's released then the fact that when i did the astral walkthrough of her house that one time and saw these openings these doors basically with different colors and stuff one was black one was orange and figured out, you know, about how she was cleansing her house and stuff. Emily herself in her metaphysical or uh, yeah, metaphysical form, I guess, actually opened up these portals. 
with her abilities. So that because she is a vortex and a vortex can have portals because of the amount of unexplained energy about the area. So the vortexes can exist with portals. Right. But a can a portal exist without a vortex is the question. Well, I'm sure it can, but there still could be small energy vortexes, not as large as the Bermuda Triangle that causes them. So there is another theory or question. Yeah. And I. And I do, <laughs> yeah, so having, you know, do that walkthrough. And then remember that time I messaged you about how I had this experience where I was looking up on my ceiling and I saw a bunch of rips in yes. fabric and time. It was like. I remember that. A, yeah, and you drew it out perfectly and I didn't even tell you what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting because one of the things that I've found that I've I'm able to do is in either astral realm experiences or dreams I'm able to I don't think dream walk is the appropriate word but I'm able to put myself in the form of somebody else's eyes like look through their eyes or look through their conscious experience and see what they saw so that's how I'm able to draw out these things and because I've seen it before I've seen it because when I actually like dealt with that dragon entity I actually opened one of those up myself and threw it through it and then shut it back so that's what I do with entities sometimes that just like this entity didn't technically attack me but when you're in walking through and you've never experienced anything like that like myself when you see something that has red eyes and black scaly skin I mean what are you going to do it's just just a freak out maybe I shouldn't have freaked out but I freaked out I mean honestly because I mean I'm just human you know yeah. And plus where you were, that building, there's so many entities roaming around just based off of my coworkers and their attachments, plus the things that walk back and forth in and out of that building because I'm in a busy area. So I'm not surprised that you encountered that at all. Right. Right. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, for me, I've I've encountered things like that when I close my eyes, for example, sometimes within seconds, I start to see images and stuff, whether I try to or not, and then I have to make them stop, you know, and that was the first, some of the first things that ever happened to me before I realized that, you know, I have some type of extra uh, sensory perception uh, in whatever way that may be. So, I mean, it's something I've experienced, but as far as trying to do any type of astral work, for example, like I did, and that was the first for me. Even to being able to turn my head and look behind me has only happened one or two other times. I've never really, the only other time that's actually happened is when I started looking into the Till Swan ether creatures, and then I looked through the deck. I cheated because I normally do reviews. Well, I cheated on this one because I had some stuff come up. I needed to look, and I found an entity that I had actually saw in one of my um, more or less meditative, half awake, half in my consciousness basically separating that I saw. But anyway, I I just wrote that down on the paper to talk about that. Oh, well, we, yeah, we can definitely <laughs> right, right before. Well, yeah, right before you said it, I wrote down till swan validate cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that was crazy. So with all that being said, you know, these spirits interact with us in a way that has something to do with obviously other realms other, you know, situations, other dimensions, you know, and the differences between realms and dimensions, it gets kind of crazy. So 
with that being said, I guess I'll go ahead and jump into dimensions. Um, if you, unless you want to add anything else, Emily, before I kind of get started on that. Yeah. So like my guides just showed me dimensions versus realms. And so I drew it on a piece of paper. So it's like the best way to describe it is you have a bunch of dimensions. Well, in between the dimensions, you have a bunch of realms. So I feel like there's countless dimensions, but there's also countless realms and the realms are in between the dimensions. It's very valid. I mean, it's very valid. Anything's possible. That's how they're showing it to me. Whether I described it correctly is another thing. I feel like in each dimension, there's different realms. So instead of in between. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I feel like there's different realms in each dimension. Yes. According to physics, though. So when it comes to dimensions, the zero dimension, this is physics. The zero dimension is a point, meaning you can't move up, down, left, right, you know, back, forth. It's just a point. That's it. And then the first dimension, which a lot of people may have learned this in physics class, but the first dimension would be a line, meaning that you can only move forwards and backwards in that particular dimension. And the second dimension is like, you know, the old style video games where it's flat. So you can move left, right, back, forth. So that's second dimension. Okay. Well, then you jump into the third dimension, which is um, our perception. This is where our perception and where we actually exist, supposedly, which is kind of debatable, depending on what we talk about for the next dimension. And this is all, like I said, physics. Um, this is where you can move, you know, back and forth on the line. You can move left to right. But in the third dimension, you get to move up and down. So that is, you know, that's how we exist. We can move, we can jump up, we can jump down, you know, we can move left, we can move right, we can walk forward, we can walk straight. Then you add the fourth dimension. So the fourth dimension is what I referred to earlier as time. So without the fourth dimension, we would just be, it would be like a snapshot. We'd just be sitting still, even though we might have the ability to move up, down, back and forth. Without the fourth dimension of time, so it's space plus time, then, you know, we wouldn't be moving forward. Now, this, I'm going to stop right there for a second, because if we exist in all these dimensions, even to the fourth dimension, even though we exist in a 3D world, if time, this is a very big thing that made me stop and think. So for somebody like me or Emily or those that have abilities, one of the things I've noticed about psychic mediums, especially if you sit down with a psychic medium, is a lot of them will try to paint like a story for you. So I'm going to use my friend um, Rochelle. She's the psychic sleuth. She did a reading for me about my great grandmother. I noticed um, for her technique, she started like from the beginning and painted a picture. It was a beautiful thing. So she's actually, with her help from spirit, jumping in different times she's going back and forth in time and she's able to actually pick out that information as well as give you a message from wherever my grandmother exists now which is you know everybody has a different word for it so i think a lot of our psychic abilities uh, exist within our dimension or the dimensions we have access to up into the fourth dimension and even further but i think that's where things start to like really change is by having access to time People like me and Emily, when we recall information, 
we're actually using the fourth dimension to our advantage. But see, the thing about it is, though, in physics is the fourth dimension only goes forward. But then we always hear time is irrelevant in the spirit. Well, why is time irrelevant in the spirit? That's because it exists in a higher dimension. So the fourth dimension of time actually is the start of us being able to access this timeline that's created by the fourth dimension has something to do, in my opinion, with the Akashic records um, that exist, you know, obviously higher, but it's actually what helped writes like the quote unquote Akashic records that people are able to tap into and see these things. So then you have the question of like, well, is it my spirit guides that are allowing me to do this or am I doing this? There's different opinions. You know, I'm not necessarily going to say it's one way or the other, but it's just a thought. So basically the first four dimensions, including if you want to say the zero dimension, you know, just according to physics is where we actually exist. So after you move out of the fourth dimension, you move into the 5D existence. from a physics perception, it is on a subatomic level where, and this is where all the possibilities start. And in this dimension, things start to curve on themselves. So like how we perceive things in a three-dimensional way while experiencing time, space, uh, space and time, the fifth dimension is where things start to kind of turn in on themselves. So this is where spirit started stepping in for me. And this might not even be the direct, uh, a, a great, you know, imagery. But for me, this made sense. Think of the fifth dimension is where things start working like an Arub- a Rubik's Cube and even higher dimensions, I'd assume, too, actually. But it's it reminds me of like an Rubik's Cube. So for for me. I think when you progress, these these things exist, at least in the fifth dimension that we're experiencing. And I think sometimes even people that don't have what they consider to be um, ESP or types of psychic abilities, I think sometimes our, the, the veil may be thinner in some places, the vortexes of energy and portals and stuff, how we associate all this with paranormal activity, it at least has to exist in the fifth dimension. And what's actually happening is, and my example is the Rubik's Cube based on the energy is turned and you see another face. Therefore, you're able to perceive what we refer to as spirits or go, even ghosts because ghosts and spirits I've heard are actually two different definitions, which we can talk about as well. But um, I think the fifth dimension, people that have access to actually seeing spirits like all the time, like seeing them, they're able to actually look into that fold because I've heard people explain to sense spirits and stuff. You actually have to look in between the air. And that makes perfect sense because our air is on a subatomic level full of particles. And if the fifth dimension exists, according to physics, on a subatomic level, it's like these particles, there is a inside. It's almost like one of them cookies. Spirits tell me right now, like cookies. Um, those things we made when we were kids that had the little things for your fingers and you'd open it up and, you know, like open it up, open it up, and it would have different numbers. What are they called? This origami. You make them. They look like little fortune cookies kind kind of oh yeah 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 Yeah, so it's kind of like that yeah yeah so that's the way spirit is actually giving me a vision of it right now you have different ways and if you have the ability which is is all existent in your mind because you physically your body physically cannot jump to the fifth realm 
as you exist now, but in physics, there's also something called a string theory, which is very, very, very tiny. Like if you imagine a string that connects everything to everything, like there's strings supposedly everywhere, and they basically are made up of sub subatomic particles. But in reference to how tiny they are, think of a tree in comparison to our universe. That's how tiny they are, but they connect everything to every everything on something probably more than a subatomic level, things that we can't even conceive. So if there are these strings that connect everything to everything, and then they're actually folding in on each other, then why can't we use our mind, which exists from electrical currents, and thoughts are energy and stuff, then why can't we ride these supposed strings to another realm or to to somebody's house? Like how I have jumped to people's houses and done walkthroughs of, throughs of their houses. How am I getting there? You know what I'm saying? Now, that goes back to people saying, well, your spirit guides help you. Well, that very well could be, but you're still causing an action. There is a cause and effect. Where does cause and effect no longer exist? So this gets really deep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause this is very interesting. Cause I always wondered like, so I can, I can remote view, but how did I get there? Like, right. it's like a jump. I like, I try to figure out like, how did I get there? I just appear there. Right. And that is all, I mean, that's where the whole part of like as humans and science, you know, this is, I believe, uh, physics and theory physics but you know like they don't really know and science is only theories until it's proven and then it's taken as fact and a lot of people base their existence off of what science can tell them but these questions have been asked much longer than our modern science exists has existed but we can look at these things in modern science as you know after the fifth dimension you know it has to exist it has to exist, you know, and they say there's multiple dimensions and multiple realms. Well, yeah, because as you go up through, you know, like the sixth dimension in physics briefly is you can take on many forms, you know, like a quantum world and move in any direction. So not just, you know, as we do in the 3D world, up, down, back, forth, left, right, you know, um, you can, you know, move in time as well. So you know, all and you're able to access once you're in the sixth dimension, theoretically, you're able to access the fifth, the fourth, the third. You exist in all of those realms. But that's why I feel it said that even though we're in the fourth dimension here, these other dimensions actually exist here. But we don't have the higher perception to always experience them because we're not physically in them, but our minds are connected to the universe and, you know, they have a way of being able to do this kind of stuff. So I think this is where we get into, you know, this might be obvious to some people. And I mean, it, it, it is obvious, but when you really start looking into it, it's like, okay, mind blown. It's like the emoji with the fucking, your head mm -hmm. explodes, you know, this <laughs> is where you start to like, really like grasp, like, okay, so this is why this could be happening to me. You know, mm -hmm. you know, and then it goes in the string theory. I believe the string theory stops at like the 10th dimension. And I think it's something called, I forgive me here, the M theory start, stops at the 11th dimension. 
And there's another theory that stops at the 23rd dimension. And some of them say after the 11th dimension, it can't exist. So they start collapsing on each other. But as you go up through physics and these different theories, it's like uh, the seventh one, it's like you can exist. Oh, and the sixth one, you can exist. There's multiple worlds and parallel universes. This is where the metaverse starts is in the sixth dimension. Past, present, future, when you get in this, and they all come from like the same origin. So the Big Bang, for example, when you hit the seventh, it's the same, but it's like um, a multiverse, but they can originate from a different point. So not all of them would have to originate from the Big Bang. So once you theoretically in physics hit the seventh, you know, dimension, then you can start talking about things like fairy realms and stuff of the such. Maybe that's correlated to fairies and different things that exist in a place that doesn't look like Earth, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I've been to different realms that look like Earth, but I've also been to realms that don't look like Earth. Right, right. And, you know, there's more to all this. This is a very generic overview. So there might be some people out there that obviously have researched this or even experienced more or so like if you want to get in touch with us i would love to have a conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) i want somebody to talk to about this because it's kind of cool you know um the eighth dimension would be no physical existence nothing has shape like uh it's like a digital world so everything that's existing in all the other realms when you get to the eighth dimension that's when nothing has actual you can't physically touch anything. It all exists in like a uh, like our computers, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go up the ninth, for example, many I wrote down many civil civilizations or aliens all live in the same place without experiencing each other or feeling each other. So that would be like supposedly the ninth. And then the tenth would be considered infinite possibilities power like the god self it controls space and time and other dimensions and powers beyond imagination if you step outside of the string theory the 11th uh and this is like i said just theories these aren't definite but you know it says that um this uh well actually it's more like everything comes from the 11th dimension so like all of it actually everything exists because of the 11th dimension so it's like taking steps down and it created everything so that was my kind of study into dimensions and how and where spirits exist i'm not trying to necessarily give people answers i'm just trying to spark um you know thought with this Uh and it made it made me very interested um in it and how spirits interact with us well you know, maybe they're in the fifth or sixth dimension, certain depending on what they are. It's like ghosts, for example. Ghosts exist. Um, it's the so the definition of ghost versus spirits is ghosts aren't necessarily the actual sentient being that has the ability to think. Ghosts are more like your residual energy. You know, that's actually stuck in a place. Well, how is that actually stuck? How is residual energy actually stuck? in a place well maybe that part of the world or that little spot in the world actually opened up like on a rubik's cube or some hellraiser shit and because of the energy you know that was associated with an event like maybe like a tragic passing for example it's the same theory as like a portal so does when portals spirits like when portals close you can actually have more residual energy from 
that experience, maybe like life and life and death of a portal. And it actually exists at a subatomic level, like the fifth dimension, where faces actually are able to be opened up and you actually can see that dimension. OK, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because ghosts are more like the residual thing left behind where spirits have like an active consciousness. Right. Spirits are sentient beings. So mm -hmm. and yeah. So that's what makes us different than ghosts. So you hear like, there's a ghost in my house. Well, it's actually if it has uh, its own thoughts and it's not residual. And there's a few other terms for, you know, ghosts like uh, they're just a memory or just, you know, something that was caught within space time. An right? imprint. Yeah, they're an imprint on space time due to some interaction with accessing other dimensions is what I just heard. But when you're actually sentient, you have the ability, depending on where you come from, what type of sentient being you are, you have the ability to live and or access these different realms. And currently in our earthly world experience, we are in, you know, 4D, but I truly feel we have access to higher dimensions. I want to share an experience that my spirit guide showed me. So when they're when we have spirits interacting with different timelines, pretty much what they showed me was there's like this stream of energy and it's kind of like they're looking in on this and they can pick points and times they want to interact with people. So it's it's kind of like, do you remember the movie Hercules where in the underworld, there's like this river of souls, right? And you can see like the souls and stuff yeah. in that. Well, it's it's very similar to how they showed me, but it's not like a river of souls, but it's like you can look in mm -hmm. like and see what things are going on, almost like a TV, but you jump in yeah, and where you want to be and interact with. Did it and have so, carry on like you're talking about the river of souls with does it carry on the boatman on the boat and you travel on the boat basically with, yeah to hades yeah okay yeah but i don't know why i brought that up <laughs> well it's, it's very so i will validate you in that in a way that i experienced that um i have actually been shown uh in a and this might devalidate that for some people but i don't frankly care but i had drank some tea some specific type of tea and it wasn't very very strong it was not super crazy but i did get information from spirit this was a while back long while ago so what you're talking about is spirit told me there is like a grid so the grid and they follow this like tubes of time and space. And that's actually how they jump. The spirit actually showed me that what you're talking about. So it is like a river and it's a river of existence and time. And you're it's like literally like a grid in a way of being able to access different things where we're all interconnected. We're all one. We all exist from the same place and we have the ability to connect with one of other based on like what you were saying. So that is one of the very first things that started something in me that learning that I was able to actually access timelines and stuff like that. They also showed me the geometrical uh, shapes and importance of geometry and sacred geometry and how that our energy fields actually uh, put out this, you know, 
sacred geometry shapes and that like I was saying like that existed before modern science and I think it's something that's very relevant and important to our existence because when you actually take stuff like that you'll see lots of colors lots of geometrical shapes but then you can actually take some of those experiences unless you took way too much and actually <laughs> you know like there's a time then you know these people that actually take things like this and I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm saying I really just don't want to say it for YouTube and stuff um you actually are able to experience other beings and stuff so it gets way 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 into some stuff so yeah pretty much what you said validated everything because that's exactly how it how I saw it it's like a river of time and them being able to use it like a grid and jumping in whenever they need to interact with us. Yeah, and that's how it was shown to me during that particular experience. Now, have I seen things without that? Absolutely. I'm not sitting around doing that all day long or throughout any of my experiences. That's something that I uh, actually, without tool and these particular fungi, uh, fungi experiences, I probably never would have, like, actually tapped into what I do now and those were from my younger days I also wanted to mention too so in my one office my old office I used to work at I used to there would be no customers so I would zone in and out but one time I had zoned I don't know where the hell I zoned but I saw this interdimensional looking alien thing it was like maybe a foot in size like it was only 12 inches it wasn't very big and it looked like it was walking up stairs but like there were no stairs but it didn't see that i was there it was just walking up it was so freaking weird well according to physics and physics theory that would be the ninth dimension <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. So, like I said, there's a difference between physics and physics theory. People that are scientists that use mathematical equations to be able to talk about things. You got uh, astronomy, uh, physics and stuff. You got all kinds of different physics. Then, like I said, there's a difference between that and the metaphysics thing in a way, but they kind of correlate. But, yeah, that's pretty cool, though. That's like, mm -hmm. I mean, that was your perception. It might not have known you were there. And then mm -hmm. could you say that was like uh, what we call ghosts as well? You know, like a ghost of an image or maybe you're experiencing. But according to physics, we, you know, there's a potential of everything existing on top of everything. And like, even though it's just like how they say when your loved ones pass away, it's like thinking that they're just in the next room, that they're mm -hmm. not presently with you in your space, but they're just in the next room and you can still talk to them. Now, going back to my reading with Rochelle that I did about my great grandmother to validate my connection with spirit this is something I did. Um, I asked my grandmother to answer four questions and I did it in my mind. I did not say them out loud because a lot of times when I connect, I understand that there is necessarily not language there that we are all telepathically connected. So I asked these questions telepathically and I got the answers for them telepathically. So that to me proves that our mind can exist beyond the physical uh, realms. So if our minds can exist when we actually transcend and pass away, that we that for me, it proves the existence of a soul. Mm -hmm. Of a sentient being and we're a specific type of sentient being and there's many other types of sentient beings.
Yeah. Because this thing I saw was, like, it looked like a gray alien, but, like, 12 inches tall, and it had a really big head and a little body and big eyes, and it was gray. Yeah. And I felt like I've experienced extraterrestrial things. I've seen things, like, that are weird in the sky, like, even taking pictures of them, but that was more physical. But, like, I think I saw an alien one time when I was... You know, in between, like, trying to go to bed, like, when you lay down, you're not asleep, but you start seeing things in your eyes. It was like, it looked like what we would call a gray, but it looked kind. It come to me as in a human form. It looked like a gray alien, like, what's that one movie? I don't know the name of it, but it was like an alien that was chilling, you know, amongst people. And he would, like, try to dress up, or, like, how on American Dad, the alien asshole dresses mm-hmm. up like humans sometimes. That's not what it looked like, but that's how it came to me with like hair, <laughs> like <laughs> like hair in a cap, and then all of a sudden that it disappeared, and his uh, eyes were galaxies, and I was not tripping. I have to pretty much say that now. No, this was just normal. But like when you do tap into that trip part, a lot of things that you see do is galaxies or eyes. The eyes have a big significance when you do stuff like that. And a lot of times within the eyeballs, there are galaxies. I will say, though, we talk a lot about, and especially our podcast or when dealing with stuff like this, we talk about frequency. And um, I wanted to share something briefly that Spirit kind of showed me. This is outside of like going into different dimensions and realms, but how actually frequency exists here on Earth. And I'm sure people could disagree with me with this, but... um the way spirit helped me understand it is, you know, we say we have a higher vibration or lower vibration, which is translated to frequency in terms. Well, if you think of the earth, the imagery they gave me, if you think of earth as grounding, because we have the grounding abilities of earth and how we exist here in the 3D realm, well, we have higher and lower frequencies and vibrations. And now if you think, like I said, of earth as the middle point, the grounding point, you have the ability to ascend or descend within your dimension or your current existence and vibration. And by having a higher vibration, you're able to connect to different places than having a lower vibration is uh, the opposite. You might connect to different places that are lower vibratory, if that makes sense, or lower frequency. So that has kind of been our perception of how we talk about a good sentient being versus a, or a positive sentient being versus a negative sentient being. Um, That may be how realms exist. Spirit just told me this, like within an existence of like the third or fourth, let's say it was the third dimension, excuse me, within the third dimension, the realms of existence Maybe how this uh, vibration works. Maybe you're tapping into different realms within your, you know, dimension to be able to experience these higher and lower frequencies within your understanding. But then, you know, that takes out going into other dimensions. So it gets real weird. But mm-hmm. when it comes to frequency, we, the higher we vibe, the higher realms that we can, you know, connect with within our place of living and maybe this is for all the other dimensions so you know they say hi you're connecting with the source and creation so it has to be going through different dimensions and different realms but what about negative entities 
why do they exist and where do they exist? Because we're going to be talking about the darker stuff today. We are going to tap into the like the more what we would consider positive and negative, but that's all a perception base as well. So um, I don't know. I just wanted to state that, you know. Yeah. As so, OK. In the middle. So my guides had me draw this thing. All right. And the best way to um, to describe it is if you get two funnels, right, and you stick them together, the fat, the two fat ends are together, and then you have the thinner ends going out. So if you go in the middle here where both of the fat ends connect, and then you go up towards the thinner spout end, they're saying that that's how it's kind of like um frequencies are in dimensions and then the higher you go the more or i should say the less physical you get but then also the higher the frequency right and i mean frequencies are in vibrations make sound so that's when you tie in sound and music how music can elevate your mood so even though a dimension and a realm is different than frequencies and vibrations, I think the frequencies and vibrations are how we exist within those realms or dimensions, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah, that makes it makes sense how, like, the sound would travel or frequencies, vibrations would travel in different wavelengths because, I mean, that's definitely proven. So there's a particular type of type of wavelength. So as we travel our, you know, we ascend our feelings or just feel better are we traveling traveling along basically a wavelength like these tubes or things we just talked about to be able to get from point a to point b i don't know where that come from but that was something i thought about too so within the universe there's this concept known as duality which is integral to the balance itself and It is pretty much the contrast between two subjects or two aspects of something. It is found all across cosmology, philosophy, science, mathematics, etc. A major example of this is good and evil. And this is relevant, very relevant to what we will be speaking about. So, the history of good and evil. Good and evil is a common dichotomy within religion, ethics, philosophy, and psychology. Cultures such as Medicaean, I probably said that wrong, I'm sorry, and Abrahamic religious influence, evil is seen as the dualistic, antagonistic opposite of good, where good should prevail and evil should be defeated. Evil is often associated with immorality, and has been described as a supernatural force. Behaviors associated with the term include selfishness, ignorance, neglect, abusive, etc. Every language has a word describing the word good and bad and noting the distinction of right and wrong. Good and bad are universal across cultures. So I wanted to just give like examples for like religions and other cultures of how they view evil. Christian theology draws its concepts of evil from the Old and New Testaments. The Old Testament explains evil to be an opposition to God in addition to something unsuitable or inferior, such as the leader of the fallen angels, aka Satan, but then some say 
it could also be Lucifer. The Catholic Church perceives evil as absence or privation of good. In Mormonism, evil is that which keeps one from discovering the nature of God. In Islam, there isn't a concept of absolute evil, but it is more so essential to believe all comes from God, whether it's perceived as good or bad by individuals, and things that are perceived as evil or bad are either natural events like natural disasters or illness, or caused by the free will of humanity to disobey God's orders. Evil can also be seen as a lack of good, just as darkness is a lack of light. In Judaism, Yetzer Hara is the congenital inclination to do evil by violating the will of God. The term is from the phrase, the imagination of the heart of man is evil. It's not a demonic force, but instead is man's misuse of things in the physical body needs to survive. Buddhism or Buddhists follow their own code of conduct called the Noble Eightfold Path that guides their virtue through moral discipline and precept. Therefore, they must remain strict to harmony and self-restraint with the principal motivation being non-violence or freedom from causing harm. Hinduism speaks about Dharma, which is their concept that divides the world into good and evil and explains that wars may have to be waged in order to establish and or protect it. So that's just, you know, the little uh, background. Of... Yeah. So in a lot of cultures, I this was in Millie's part. I, I did not research this as much myself, but I will say that du being duality exists, being human. We are human. We are physical beings. We are spiritual beings. But what gets me is some religions and some people, I guess they try to like raise their vibration enough to not, um, to basically not have duality to not see the good or the evil to ha or to have emotions and that's where it kind of comes to back to the whole like zero the grounded the frequency so there's a lot of religions and you know different uh point of views or you know aspects that state that duality as you go further up in realms does not exist but currently where we are and how we live and i mean what we are we exist in the duality realm and that is one reason it is said overall for our experience to be positive both positive and negative so that's yep. one thing i wanted to add and that is the belief in uh, its overall term is dualism yep so now we're going to talk a little bit about vibration and frequency. So along with this duality of good and evil, vibration works similarly. Positive vibrations are high frequency energetic patterns and negative vibrations are low frequency energetic patterns. Sentient beings all emit a type of frequency, whether that be within the atoms that make up cells in a physical body or a collection of energetic particles that make up a soul. Essentially, these vibrations and frequencies are a collection of energy that generate electromagnetic energy waves. Different molecules vibrate at different rates depending on the conditions around the molecules. It is said that vibrations can speed up or slow down that occur at the cellular level by changing our thoughts, behaviors, and surroundings. So that's why when we talk about frequency and stuff, um, 
I mean, I firmly believe that based on a person's um, thought patterns and um, just overall or overall being of how they are, I think can affect how their vibration absolutely and it goes back you're saying that it you know frequencies exist at a particle level that can go into subatomic which goes back into string theory so really you know it's presenting more ways and how we as you know human beings are able to exist or experience um other places Mm -hmm. based on our vibration and frequency yep And this is important when talking about spirits because they too operate at different frequencies. They're made up of energy, you know, like everything is made up of energy. From personal experiences and our own studies, we have found that negative entities and and or malevolent entities operate on a lower frequency, aka negative vibration, whereas positive and or benevolent entities operate on a high frequency or a positive vibration so when we refer to evil entities we are referring to spirits that operate on a lower frequency or negative vibration and affect other sentient beings in a negative way through some type of physical or psychological or energetic inner spiritual harm whereas benevolent light beings or good spirits uplift and spread love in our healing energy to other sentient beings yes spirit just gave me in reference to perception so if your perception is generally like the way you perceive things because some people you know they work with uh demons or demons and what you whatever you want to call it really it's demons if you want to get technical and they their perception is already you know there in that spectrum so that their perception is a range to where their their center fits so if your center is more working with what we consider low vibrational then your spectrum starts there it's like a sliding scale so you can't consider everyone every human's uh perception to be straight in the middle and that's where you get biased um stuff from too so people may be more inclined to you know work with that type of energy their vibration technically some people have even said that like you know the lowest you can go is earth because there's many different ways to look at this like the lowest vibration you can actually be on is earth and i did hear that from uh someone that practices that religion or practices in that field and that's the lowest vibration you can get but it's still spirits really telling me that your perception kind of places you on this scale that we're trying to explain because the scale in terms does exist but it don't exist at the same time okay this is my big you know duality dimensional thing but it's just a thought and that's what spirit was telling me if that makes sense i'm hopefully i explained it correctly that makes absolute sense because if so your your perception is based off of what you're starting on so and i also feel like your perception also has to do with where or what you perceive as morally right and morally wrong yep that's definitely one of the major factors in your perception and you know your perceptions built on the places the how like what you experienced in life 
So if you're if you've experienced tons of low vibrational things, then it would make sense that you would attract lower vibrational entities. Some people get comfortable staying there, and you know there is a positive and a negative even to the lower vibrational energy. So everything exists on a sliding scale, no matter where they are on the overall or what we consider the overall chart of vibration, vibration and frequency. Yep, or doodles. That's what spirit was just showing me, and that's showing me in the forms of like um, math scales, like uh, graphs and stuff. I know it's weird, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's like when you're someone that starts at a higher vibration, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna give an example. Let's say you're somebody that has the moral values, and they see like revenge. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But then you know, you get to a person who thinks even if, you know, someone has done you wrong, you should never retaliate because then you're bringing yourself down to their level. Exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah. how it's, it's explained to me when it comes to vibration and stuff and you exist within your spectrum of perception and understanding. Yep. And so the person with the higher, like, frequency or vibration you know, they're used to higher benevolent beings. And then looking down at somebody, you know, that has those morals, but then also has those entities attracted to them, like the lower vibrational ones, um, depending on how low, I mean, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion and my experience, for me, I believe Earth is probably as low as humans can get. But I think, you know, it still attracts things lower than what is on Earth. Right. So for me, demons, demons um, are my, what I consider the lowest you can go. Yeah. And I personally believe Earth is like your center. I believe yeah. Earth is the mi the middle point. The way that when Spirit showed me the vision, because when I started like asking myself these uh, myself these questions, like I envisioned Earth and then like a chart going through Earth, and you can you can ascend so high on Earth and so low on Earth, and then it continues to go lower and higher. Because if you think of the hierarchy of things, it's like you know you have a hierarchy of uh, demonic entities or demons and you have a hierarchy of what you'd consider angels and benevolent beings and it literally if you were to take both if you were to take earth or for example and that's the middle point put a hinge on it and fold it in half it's representative of the same thing just on a different scale so the hierarchy um, uh, below us goes from uh, top to bottom and above us for example it's the only way i know how to explain it would go from bottom to top so it's just a reflective image so it goes and it, you know you get into the whole as above so I below just, how, i just thought that i just thought yeah that. <laughs> and you get into um you get into like the reflective nature of duality and stuff and then you have the yin and the yang it's the, it represents the hot and the cold and I was actually just watching something last night about how women um, have babies and they're considered on the yin and the yang energy balance scale. They're considered to be cold because of the um, the blood loss and everything and the fluid loss that's associated with childbirth. So they can't eat any what's considered to be like cold foods. So they actually uh, do like a Chinese, different religions and different uh, cultures rather do... Um, 
different uh type of confinements after birth and we used to actually do that here even more in america back in the day like when women had babies it was important for them to stay like out of house chores no cooking no strenuous activity because your body has to recover well when the chinese confinement to bring balance back to the yin and the yang which is represents hot and cold they could only have hot foods and anything on that side of the spectrum to bring their balance back into center so i figured i mentioned that i didn't even think about it until just now when I watched that last night. So I found that quite interesting. So that's another cultural uh, perspective on the balance of things and has everything to do with, you know, the frequency and duality. I want, okay, so I watched a video similar to that, but it was about um, women in South Korea that give birth. They have these little, like, I don't know what they're called. I forget what they're called, but it's like the mothers can choose to pay. It's almost like a hotel. Yeah. But it's for the mothers to stay there, eat what they what they need to get their rest and all that stuff, and yeah, while they're taking care of their babies, and it's like all of the care that they need for their body, they can get it there. Yep, and they have the same thing in China. But the lady she chose to have a woman that come into her own home and basically lived with her for a month. So you can go to a like a recovery hotel where you you know things are done for you and you focus on you and baby and your body healing, you know, which I think is a beautiful thing when you're talking about, you know, bringing everything back into balance can a balanced body means a healthy body because even like another thing about health and duality, and we're talking about physical instead of spiritual at the moment, you know, if you're, if your blood or everything is too base or too acidic, then if, either way, if you start getting uh, your body fluids and everything into more acidity, that actually has been proven to cause cancer and stuff like that. So you start to get into the realm of illness and stuff of the such. So there is definitely some relevance to duality, not only in the spiritual, but in the physical. Balance is a part of your life. It's a part of your physical life which translates over into the spiritual and you know explaining all this you know like well what does this have to do with spirits well it has to do with everything with spirits because your according to many things your actions here represents how high you're going to ascend or descend and you know the afterlife and that is my theory behind where we get different types of spirits even ghost activity if we're considering ghosts to be like imprints on the actual energetic grid that's at the fifth dimension level that you know the faces turn and you see you know a ghost um or a recurring activity so you know that that's how i've kind of come to a conclusion for myself on how spirits really exist so i thought this would set a really good foundation for introducing negative positive uh benevolent malevolent entities mm -hmm. i wanted to talk about briefly my experience with archangel michael it was about like a year ago when i was when i did my past life regression yeah. and i met archangel michael and i was trying to like talk to him about like my abilities and stuff and like why i wasn't seeing things like the way i wanted to see them or certain entities and he pretty much was explaining to me that he him talking to me right now in order for him to talk to me he had to meet me down on my vibration yeah. or because he was too high yes and so the reason why i wasn't seeing things 
at like certain things was because my vibration was not matched to theirs. That makes perfect sense. And that, and that he wanted me to learn how to be able to fluctuate that in order to see certain things. So I think that's partially why now I'm better at being able to see um, earthbound spirits and just entity like all sorts of entities in general yes and a lot of mediums i agree with that because a lot of mediums talk about they have to like lower their vibration and a lot of mediums are not willing to lower their vibration to be able to see the darkness that people experience so i mean and that's where people like me and emily come in some people just start out seeing that because of our perception and our experiences in life my experiences as a child were a lot of low vibrational energy and I experienced a lot of low vibrational experiences and this goes into becoming like a psychic or a psychic medium a lot of times um, they'll have trauma that's associated with it so you know obviously the first starting point for a medium or a psychic or whatever generally can be a paranormal experience and it's not always positive I mean you can talk to any of the people that like are big and popular now they'll tell you they used to be scared as hell in the bed while they were surrounded by like nine people some of them have red eyes and they talk about that but the work that they do raises their vibration and they're able to connect with more benevolent beings to be able to like speak with others you know on the other side for people for example but you actually it, you have to kind of like be able to raise and lower your vibration to tap into other people's experiences you, you're flexible in your vibration to be able to actually perceive both sides yep yeah and that's where meditation that's why like when i'm talking to people and they're having all these experiences and stuff that's part of the reason I say you need to meditate because you need to be able to learn how to raise your frequency. It'll help you get out of some some situations that, you know, like the easier ones that can help you get out of like the negative um, entities that you may be seeing. Because right. technically all this stuff exists at the same time no matter what. It's just, you are now just seeing it. Because they never disappeared. They were always here. Exactly. And I've had permission to speak about this. And I'm just going to speak about it briefly. But I'm working with a family right now that has a minor that is um, definitely a psychic medium. And she's perceiving everything as negative or bad. And she feels like she's out of control. And I've come in and validated some of their experiences by like being able to see what she's seeing. I started picking up on things like that she's picked up on and I'm trying, it's part about building confidence. It's a part about raising her own vibration and her own belief in herself of being able to handle these things that she sees. This, this kid, she's not quite a kid. She's a little older than just a child, but she's still a child to me in a way, you know what I mean? But she, um, she's she has potential to actually do something with this in life something possibly big because she's seen things her whole life and her family you know and i was able to go in and kind of identify the the energy and basically bind that energy away from this child and that's part of the work that i do you know, I feel I was gave the gift to be able to see things and once I'm able to identify them, to be able to work with them in a different way with my connection to benevolent beings. I didn't do it myself. 
I'm just a vessel to be able to send, you know, help send energy and positive beings to wherever they need to go. And this child, since they've been talking to me thus far, and I have a, a three-day rule here, thus far has had no spiritual attacks. And, you know, you get to the point where your mind starts to understand exactly how powerful it can be. And the influence that that has over your life, you know, your mind is thoughts and energy and you have the ability to sway either way. Every, things aren't definite, even though they might be definite in the physical, we are beings of duality. So it doesn't have to be definite in the spiritual, if that makes sense. And it also makes sense too, because, because of this duality, that's part of the whole law of free will. Yep. 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 And I mean, there may be a place, there may be another dimension or a place where this doesn't exist. And then a lot of people, you know, say that, you know, it's all an illusion. Well, where we exist it is not an illusion. It's just a part of life. And how you view that depends on where you already fall on that vibratory scale. In my opinion, I mean, everybody's got a different perception and opinion, and I, I can respect that, but that's just how I perceive my life and the things that I personally do in what would be considered this industry. Mm -hmm. I just call this earth school because really right. we're just gathering information while we're alive. We got to live our lives. And then when we're done, it's kind of like all that information goes back up to the collective Yes. And I feel like we have a, like our higher selves. And I don't know why I feel this way. It's just the way I feel about it. Like only parts of our soul, our whole soul doesn't exist here. I think this is just fractions of our soul that needed to learn. Yep. And I think that our higher souls exist. You know, we have a higher self. I think that exists. The rest of our soul exists with our higher self or the, the, you know, the non-physical being part of ourselves and we're sent back here for particular missions or just to learn, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here in question, like my life is like, you know, I've been validated so many times on the things that I do and the things that I see. And, you know, I still struggle with like, is this all real? But then I see re physical results. So for me, that validates, yeah, this is all very real. Um, just like magic. This is how magic works, guys. This is how people, you know, do different situations. They channel it into these things that have metaphysical properties because you have, you know, your herbs have properties and they're positive and negative. They go, they slide both ways. You can use them for positive and neg negative things. They're considered neutral and that, I just really had like an epiphany there, like things here on earth were gave for humans to use. And if you're going to use them for magical purposes, that goes within the free will and even plants and like things that are metaphysical have a sliding scale. So that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know if that makes sense to everybody else, but everything has its own duality and purpose that it can be used for in a metaphysical sense. Yep. Makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's a, quite a beautiful thing. Cause I mean, we do get the freedom of choice, you know, and it's, it, it is an internal battle as well as a, external battle you know everything that we see in the news and propaganda and things that try to sway and see people in higher places i gotta be really careful here people in higher places know about this they know that this kind of stuff exists and they use it to play into 
things that they want to create because they understand that creation and the power of thought in getting it in the minds of many. And when it hits the collective, then it, it kind of shifts the vibration. So I'll leave that there, but that's just a little food for thought. Yummy, yummy goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a wrap for this episode. Right, yeah, because we got into some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But it sets a good foundation because we literally, me and Emily went into this thinking like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about spirits. And then like when I personally started thinking about it and Emily is like, yeah, we probably should talk about a little bit of the background of everything. And then when I just went, I went down a rabbit hole this past weekend, y'all. And like it just kind of opened my mind. And like I said from the beginning, I hope that, the things that we presented inspired a little food for thought and how, you know, we exist and how spirits exist, like the duality of our lives and being able to understand principles and things like this and coming to your own conclusion will ultimately help you improve your own discernment, intuition, and whether you want to use it for, you know, uh, purposes like me and Emily do or not just in your everyday life, you know, not everybody's life is like this, but I think it's relevant when it applies because it applies to everyone. So however you want to take this information and use it definitely, but it's a good, it's a good, um, thought train. Mm -hmm. And it's also good. Like, even if you're not a psychic medium, I still recommend meditating because you'll be surprised what you discover doing yeah and even if it's just a sense of harmony and balance for your life because a lot of us live like very hectic lives like i've been there used to live a very hectic life i was working how many ever jobs or always gone always going always doing and i always felt empty Mm. i never felt full And it's because I never connected personally for me to my spiritual side and really had time for my brain thoughts that passed through my head to ever like think about, hey, why are you thinking about that? And that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason I never discovered that I was truly intuitive or a psychic medium until I hit my 30s because I was always busy. Yeah. You know, this might sound really weird. I don't know. But the haunting I had, even though it was traumatic, I'm grateful for it because I used to sit in this and just thinking about death, not la- not suicidal or anything, nothing like that. Just like what happens when you die. And that gave me so much anxiety that it was hard to sleep at night because then I would start yeah. thinking, what if I died? Oh, my God. Then it would just be black. I wouldn't exist anymore. And I would go down this hole in my head and just keep thinking about that and just making me even more anxious. And then all this haunting stuff happened. And then I started seeing shit. And I was like, wait a minute. If if I if nothing happens when I die, but then how can I be seeing this stuff? This right. is making no sense. And then eventually I developed my own psychic ability stuff, and now I don't ever have that fear. Right. I mean, we all fear the, the what we can't understand or the unknown. But I will say the same thing. Like doing this work, it really has gave me a perspective on an afterlife. And the afterlife really does exist in my personal opinion. You know, there's a lot of skeptics. There's a lot of people that say that we would need psychiatric help, that this is a mental illness. Like they come up with all these terms, like like kind of doing a full loop here from the beginning of the podcast. You know, you, you ex- the way you experience things is just not possible. And, you know, people use basic scientific 
knowledge from today's standards and have forgot or erased from their memory things that are people that have come before us. And it's like, well, do you think these people and their experiences were not valid because they didn't understand the way things work scientifically? Well, science is, to me, in a way, is nothing more than alchemy. And it's like, in, a, in the bigger spectrum, if you want to label it with a different... <laughs> label is just like alchemy they're working it down they're they're seeing for themselves and you know there's certain scientific studies that are you know hell-bent on proving that there is something more because energy is never destroyed in our realm of physics that we understand it's only you know transitioned you know it's only moved so when the energy leaves the body it just like you know they say i've heard a scientific study that says Every person that ha passes away, no matter how much they weigh, loses like 21 grams of weight before and after death. Like if they were weighed like right before they pass away, then they pass away and they are weighed again. And they're saying that's the weight of the soul, which I find interesting. That's just a little side piece. But like, dude, dude, that was an episode in evil. Have you ever watched that show? Mm, I don't think so. If I have, I just don't remember the name. They literally did an episode on that with the, I think it was the Catholic, yeah, it was the Catholic Church. One of the uh, priests were dying and they were like, hey, is it okay if we do this um, research on you when you, like, as you're dying and they wanted to weigh his body before and after <laughs> yeah to pro to try to prove that there's some weight to the actual soul or the existence and it's like can you yeah. i'm not a scientist by any means but can energy be weighted like transferred to weight so i don't know maybe it can be and that's why they're so interested mm -hmm. but a lot of the things you know i read and to do this episode i did read and regurgitate but at the same time as i read it it just kind of opened up the possibly you know to understand and kind of a or to give an example or a thought to understand how spirits interact with us and where they come from and like maybe we are in my opinion moving to higher dimensions uh physically and we have the ability overall with our with our spiritual being to move to higher dimensions and realms within those dimensions with our with our spiritual uh being is where we exist in duality so very interesting topic like i said we did not expect this was kind of a surprise episode for us too but moving forward we will get into with this basic maybe basic or very twisted definition <laughs> <laughs> into spirits next time but i guess this is um we'll bid y'all adieu mm -hmm. hey chastity yes just take a look. It's in a book. It's <laughs> reading, reading Rainbow. Yep. That was that was us. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh hanging around and checking it out and yeah thank you so much we are super excited to bring you some super awesome content we really appreciate you guys checking us out thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode your support means the world to us and remember all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity even in the darkest of places stay safe stay well and light it up